Hello and welcome to PGB Football. Uh, this podcast is uh, a podcast where we discuss various, various topics, various cool and interesting topics about football and everything to do with the world of football. My name is Paolo Bersella, your host for the show. And alongside me, virtually, is my co-host, Justin Moore. How's it going, Hello. Justin? I'm the, co- oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the co-host, um, uh, Paolo's uh, right-hand man when it comes to football opinions, because uh, he knows that I love an opinion and I have a bit of a background in football. Uh, just briefly about me is um, I've worked in the sports industry for a little while. I also studied sport management, working for the Football Association in England. So I've, I've, I've got quite a good background when it comes And uh, track for Bet365, obviously they own Stoke City. Um, I'll be in operations management for them. Um, and hopefully after that, um, I, uh, I kickstart my career um, going into football operations. Um, so hopefully that will that'll be uh, coming up shortly in my career. Absolutely beautiful, Justin. We love to hear that. Operations manager for Bet365. You said uh, you start on the 18th of April, right? Yeah, it's the 18th of April. Um, wow. So, yeah, so I've got, I've got 18 months man. of training and stuff first. Uh, so after 18 months, I will have the required uh, management and leadership levels to start my managerial part. So it's an 18-month wait, but it's... it's uh, it's going to be a good learning curve for me and it'll provide me with necessary skills to uh, to pretty much go anywhere I want after that. Um, but I am also wanting to see how far I can go um, with either Bet365 or Stoke City. I'm hoping that Stoke uh, have a better season next season and get promoted to the Premier League. But we'll uh, we'll see yeah. what happens when it, when, yeah, when it happens. Maybe you could even be involved in internally within... The Stoke City Football Club, that would be a beautiful, beautiful sight to witness. Yeah, exactly. I was actually there just the other day um, at Stoke wow. City. Great. So it's, honestly, for the for a championship club, they've got one beautiful stadium. Sure. I know you sent me photos, man. It was quite quite a sight. Yeah. Not going to lie. The, the field, not as good as Leicester City Football Club. Uh, <laughs> The stadium field, but uh, yeah. dude, it was it was quite a sight. Eh? And uh, Justin, you know, we all know, um, we both know how you got this job. But just, uh, just give us a bit of background on how you got into this job. Um, you know, um, your whole your whole lifestyle and betting. You know, you you've been a, a well, an avid um, educator and, and um, learner of the of the betting game. Give us your thoughts and give us your background on how you got into it. <laughs> yeah, so one of my main interests in life is statistics within sport. I, I, I'm of the opinion that uh, data is one of the key elements to predicting for, uh, to pre- predicting results, to predicting the way a team can perform, and even tell you more than like can tell you more than what's immediately visible to the to to your eyes. Um, 
And uh, because of that, I decided to write my final year dissertation at university on sports betting. Um, from that, I got extremely interested, uh, learned learned a few um, betting tactics. I've uh, gone into uh, research into gambling, uh, into gambling harms, addiction, and uh, the it way that like mobile betting button, works. Justin. Sorry to Sorry? button, Justin, but it's actually sounded like yeah, I got into gambling as an addiction. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> kind no, of sounded really like that. Research into that, not actually be yeah. involved myself. Yeah, no, that yeah. has to be made sure. I am not, I'm not myself a an addict. I do just did research into it. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify that for all the potential viewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing, Justin, and. You know, I'm I'm always so so um, glad to have you on to have you on the episodes. Um, we just to give you also a bit of background um, where we started. So we we particularly um, me and Justin didn't didn't actually start together, but I started by myself just recording on a podcast platform called Anchor FM, just by myself. You know, just putting my thoughts out on record, on audio, and uploading to them to Anchor. Then it distributes all the way around to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And since since then, it's been a crazy journey um, talking about football, everything to do with football, the, the best competitions in the world. Um, we will get into one in particular in this podcast episode. And... Uh, I brought Justin on in November last year, and ever since that, I made that move. It's been revolutionary for the podcast. We've, you know, it's, you know, obviously, it's still very, very early days, and in terms of uh, distribution, how how we're going to distribute the the podcast itself. But just the, this feeling I have for the podcast and where it can go um, right now is is a good feeling. Um, I definitely, so bring you on yeah. here. I, I agree, Pubs. Uh, the viewership is not something that we had been worried about. Exactly. Getting, we worried about be, being able to formulate our opinions in a concise and productive manner. And then obviously after we try and perfect the craft, we will be then worried about the distribution and viewership. Yeah. So obviously I'm, I am in the background making a concerted effort on, on <coughs> uh, my Instagram handle, PGB football to, to kind of promote it there, um, distribute posts and, and, um, stories on the daily as best as I can. Also, you know, by word of mouth on our WhatsApp groups, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, but obviously what, what, that's not the, the, the sole purpose of this podcast. It's, it's just because we enjoy the game so much and speaking about the game. And what I'm particularly fascinated about is how I've never put it on record before. I've never, you know, we've never done this before. And this is, we've been doing this, but we've never ever dreamed of doing this, putting it on audio form before and recording. And uh, distributing it to platforms where other people can see it and other people can listen to it. It just truly amazes me. So without further ado, Justin, let's get into it. Um, this episode, we are 
the first episode on the call-in app, we are talking about the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup Cup in Qatar at the end of this year. We just witnessed the group stage draw on Friday evening. And Justin, what a draw it was. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, first of all, extremely happy as a as an England fan, my fan myself, extremely <laughs> happy with the draw that has been given to England. Um <gasps> It would it would be obviously so the, the the England group comprises of England, Iran, USA, and then the last three possibilities are Scotland, Ukraine, Wales. Obviously, um, I don't wish any um, anything bad on Ukraine right now. They're going through a terrible time, but yeah. I would love to see either Scotland or Wales to complete that group because obviously then it'll be uh, a, a two teams basically within the United Kingdom. Um, in one group, that would be that would be quite amazing. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, be, I would just I would love to watch it. Yeah, that would be an amazing matchup. You know, I remember we had a little prediction um, for the playoffs in one of our earlier podcasts um, episodes. So go check it out if you if you do want to go go view one of our World Cup episodes. Um, we, I predicted that Italy. Wales and um, who was the other? Was it Portugal? Uh, no, no, no. Because Italy and Portugal were in the same yes playoff route. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I might have said Portugal. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you said you would have said you said Portugal. Oh yes, I remember saying Sweden because <laughs> Sweden played Poland and uh, yeah. Poland won won that game surprisingly. I mean, now Lewandowski's in the in the World Cup, which is amazing. So I actually predicted Wales, um, Italy, and and Poland got one of well, got none of those right so far. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I did a whole podcast um last week on the disappointment of Italy. You can go check that out on our um, Anchor FM platform or or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just search PGB Football. And I'll come up with a podcast. Um, it's the most late, it's the latest episode, so you can go check it out. But Justin, um, group A, we're looking at, so now obviously let's go through the groups because this is the, the point of the, the podcast to go through all the groups and to have a little chat about it. Group A, um, obviously sees Qatar leading the group, obviously being hosts of the 22. 2022 FIFA World Cup. Then we have uh, the opening game between Ecuador and Qatar. So Ecuador in second um, in the group. Senegal and Netherlands. What are your What are your thoughts on that group? That's a very interesting group, especially with Senegal and Netherlands in the mix. Yeah, I think those are obviously those are the two favourites. Um, Netherlands um, recently in international competitions have been fairly disappointing. Um, but now I think they have a fairly strong squad with um, with some very promising players, um, and uh, it's I agree. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they steamroll this group, if if they go through uh, three wins from three. Um, but then again, I'm not one to just uh, disrespect Senegal. Um, they have a few yeah. decent players, as you know. Um, and have gone yeah, champions. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the competition this this year uh, wasn't that great at Afcon, but nevertheless, they were victors. So, got to re- got to respect them for that. Yeah, I mean, I did watch a couple Afcon games, and you know, um, it was exciting to say the least. In in some very specific moments, you know, I just I look back at that quarterfinal uh, where Hakimi. Uh, when yes. they played, when Hakimi scored that free kick, that wondrous free kick from the right-hand side. Um, yes. And everyone, Mbappe was on Instagram saying, best right-back in the world, <laughs> Ashraf Hakimi, after yeah. that free kick. And yeah, um, it, it had its moments. And uh, it was very kind of anticlimactic with the penalty shootouts and the, the extra time, a lot of them, in the knockout stages. Um, and obviously... Us being from South, South Africa, no South Africa in the AFCON, which was very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it's strange though because um, we actually did, we've done fairly all right relatively at, on an international stage, um, but we just we struggled to qualify. I don't know why. Yeah, and there was this, there was that big controversy with uh, match fixing against Ghana in the in the qualifiers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know... Unfortunately, corruption will always be prevalent in African football. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the training and everything to do with that is not quite up to standard yet. But yeah, we move. So I think, just my opinions on Senegal, you know, they have, obviously, African teams flipping... uh, the, The players are workhorses. And they're... Literally, they, they emptied the tank on those pitches. And uh, so Senegal, I could I think, could actually create so, some sort of upset, maybe top the group. You never know. It's a very unpredictable game at the moment um, with, with a lot of teams um, accommodating world-class players. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, 100%. Yeah. So Dude. that out the way... That group A out the way, you know. Uh, next, obviously, you touched on group B with England, Iran, USA, either Wales or Scotland or Ukraine. Um, yeah. That could be an easy run in for England. Uh, but if Wales or Scotland get in there, that's, that could create major upsets. We saw in the Euros, uh, no null draw between Wales and England. Um, yeah. But don't, I mean, I I hate to say this, but we can't really rule out the USA. Um, I mean, they, we cannot. They do, have the, they do have the Michael Jordan of uh, of football in, uh, in Pulisic. So, um, <laughs> he's... Christian uh, Pulisic. What a, what a player. What a Christian player. Christian Pulisic. Um, had, a, had an amazing um, contribution in the 5-1 win against Panama. Yeah, and we also know that... Um, what you get from USA in any sport is professionalism. Um, so this could be their this could be their opportunity to um, really shine. Finally, to shine, yeah. I mean, they did uh, decently well in the 2010 World Cup. I think they made it to the round 16. You know, that's those are the days when they had about had had Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, all the ballers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so they could create yeah. a nice upset there. 
Um, yeah. Iran is just there to kind of make up the numbers, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they will uh, feature uh, yeah. further along in the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. on to the next group. It's quite an exciting group, the next one. Uh, group C, we see Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland in that group. Yeah. Kind three, of, three, kind of a three, little, three good names in there. I kind of like that. Argentina, Mexico. That could be an amazing game. Wow. I agree. And, and, and Poland's, Poland's not too bad either. Yeah, Poland as well. I mean, Lewandowski, as Lewandowski directly from the words of uh, Thomas Muller, Lewandowski. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's on top-notch form, scored a penalty in their playoff final against Sweden to send them through to the, the World Cup. Very influential player. Could could be in the running for for a second spot. Even it, that could be a, a little dark horse kind of like group of like mid to mid to low, like maybe middle group group of death. You know, yeah, it's not it's no, not it's not an easy group, eh? It's really not. No, it's not, and uh, I agree that uh, between Mexico and Poland, they are actually two of the dark horses. Um, yeah. In this, in this, uh, in this competition coming up in November, December. Yeah. So, yeah. We saw, we saw, um, Mexico last World Cup. You know, in a group with Germany, Sweden, Korea Republic, topped that group. Yeah. No, Sweden did. Sorry, Sweden topped no. the group. Mexico came second. Germany. It was Germany. Yeah. Knocked out. I mean, anything could happen. Any anything could happen. Obviously, Saudi Arabia there again. To fill up the numbers, yeah. <laughs> but I want to have a little I, I chat mean, about Argentina, Justin. Yeah. I've got some interesting facts to to let you know about. Go on, uh, give me those facts. There's some crazy facts, bro. Um, so Argentina coming into the World Cup, um, 31 games unbeaten. This is their best record in 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 the last 30 years. Um, they've just won the Copa America, Copa America. What a winner it was for, for Messi. If finally he's won a South American, um, Continental Cup trophy. And, uh, another two facts here. Um, Emiliano Martinez, Emmy Martinez from, from Aston Villa has kept 11 clean sheets in 16 games for Argentina. Uh, so that wow. was, his, yeah, wow. that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like that is insane. He has never lost a game for Argentina. <laughs> that is outrageous. Thank you so much for that fact. I, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. It's mind-boggling, eh? The guys. Yeah. I mean, underwhelming performances with Aston Villa. Obviously, he's crazy in goal for Aston Villa, but just. Aston Villa in general are very up and down, unfortunately. But with Argentina, he's just a that defense is just a different. It's it constitutes like a, a an, an amazing Argentine team because they've never ever had such a solid defense in the past. That's why they've often uh, succumbed to to knockout defeats in World Cups and um, losing. Just, just losing to like Chile over the over the years of the um, the Copa America, 
Brazil as well, not quite getting there. But now they've made a little step up in terms of their their overall team cohesion. And now they've got that defense sorted. They've, they've got their number one keeper. And uh, just that stat tells you where they are, leaps and bounds. Yeah, that is a great fact. Also another one. Um, this is one is about the goat himself. Angel Di Never Maria. lost. <laughs> the chosen one, Angel. <laughs> he's uh, Leo, Leo Messi. Got a Messi. He's got never Messi, lost. Got a Messi, got a Messi, got a Messi. Got a Messi. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've seen that meme before. That is yeah. so funny. Uh, he's yeah, never lost. Oh, oh, this is not about Messi, actually. Sorry, I read it wrong. So, this is specifically because of Messi being involved. Argentina have never lost when Messi has scored. Oh, really? <laughs> but this is since, since 2009. Dude, okay. like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but how often has he scored? How many goals has he scored? I think it's like 60, 62 goals in like 100 and something appearances. Okay. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. but like, I mean they, 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 they do play a lot of their fixtures against other South American teams who don't have the best distribution of talent in the world. Yeah, you could say. Um, but we are seeing, we are seeing South American teams like Ecuador make the finals and, and not Colombia, you know, or Chile. And that kind of like just speaks volumes on where South American football is going. Yeah, no, I do agree. So yeah, those are the facts I did want to put out there just because it's so interesting. I love it. Okay. So on to the next group, Group D. Shows shows us a quite an interesting group as well. Two two names in particular: France, uh, Denmark, Tunisia, and either Peru or Australia, or the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really going. I'm really looking forward to that Danish team at the moment. Yeah, we have to talk about it. It's what an exciting Danish team coming off a very successful Euro 2020. Making the semi-finals. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I was rooting for them so badly to to make the final. I know you, I know you, I know you, Justin. <laughs> I wanted them to win so badly, just just to just to tune you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fine. The um, the final ended in your favor anyway. So yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I'm living in the present and. Present sucks. <laughs> yeah, Italy. Italy ain't in the in the, the World final. Cup. What? Yeah, I would rather have lost in the final and made the World Cup. To be honest. Exactly. Exactly what I was thinking. Dude, World Cups everything, bro. But like, it's just from an Italian point of view, it's everything because we haven't qualified for the last two World Cups, and that's just. So disappointing, shocking, actually. Yeah, I, I don't understand how it happens. I know there's been no. a few, um, there's been a few uh, mentions about 
Uh, I think I think it was Adi Chiellino Benucci mentioned that the the possible changing of um, structure when it comes to qualifications. Um, uh, but I, that's 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 just speculation at this point. There was also uh, a news article about, or just speculation about, um, Italy potentially having a small chance to make the World Cup because of uh, in Iran, uh, they. So the Iran Football Federation, they uh, didn't allow 2,000 women to come into their, their stadium for a specific match. Um, they were like, they weren't allowed to. So there was like, there was a speculation there that Iran would be eliminated from the World Cup and Italy being the highest ranked, um, team that hasn't qualified, um, on the FIFA world rankings to then qualify. Clutching at straws there, to be honest with you. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's not, there's not, there's not much there. I mean, I, that wouldn't make sense. It's just surely it would go to the next possible uh, qualifier in Iran's group in qualifications, not, not, not the highest ranked FIFA team. Yeah, it, it would essentially. I don't know. It. Yeah, that's a thing. It's an interesting debate there. Do you award it to the highest ranked team in FIFA rankings or? the team who was closest to qualification. Um, it's an interesting debate there. But y'all, going yeah. back to Denmark, Christian Eriksen, man. Wow. <laughs> what a comeback. What a, re- what, a re- what a return to football he's had. Yeah. Amazing. He's almost, he's almost guaranteed Brentford safety now. And, uh, <laughs> and besides, sure. obviously, the team, the, team, the team effort, his individual brilliance is... Has shone through, and then and his uh, last appearance for Denmark as well. Yeah, he's a shining light in not the footballing, not only the footballing world, but the whole world itself. Like his his comeback was is just special. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I was I, I was very nervous when I originally heard of his. Um, yeah, me return. too. But you know, it's it, we all do love a hero, a hero story, and. Um, we love it. A, a, a nice football like Ericsson, I, I wish nothing but the best. He's always been. I mean, I remember the random example, but I remember having him as, on uh, like FIFA or was at fourteen as as a, <laughs> as a as a player with incredible potential. Um, yes, signing him up very early on for absolute for pennies for pennies <laughs> and uh, and developing him into a class player. Um, and ever since then, I've I've kept an eye on him, and uh, we know that he. He has been playing some incredible football throughout his career. I like that's that's nostalgia in itself, my man. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can I can only describe. Him. Footballer, sorry. Who's calling? Is everything alright your side? The hell that was, bro. <laughs> Just getting calls here, bro. What the flip? Yeah, sort your stuff out, mate. Yeah, I don't know what the flip's happening, bro. That was so interesting. This person was like, did you hear that? This person was like... <laughs> 
hello, my love. What are you doing today? I was like, sorry, I, I can't. I, I didn't. I didn't hear it, and I don't think I wanted to. Uh, Dude, uh, I, I, yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. Also, anyway, if you haven't seen. There's been a message in the chat. So yes, um, yeah, there has. I've, I've just seen it now. Sorry, I, we were we were deep in Christian Erickson chats, but yeah, yeah. it's actually, actually we've got a little special guest here. <laughs> Listening in, my brother Luca Luca Bersella, my brother. And he's posed a little question there, and he gave us like some little hundred emojis. <laughs> surely he says, uh, "Surely you wouldn't give back the euros just to go to the World Cup." Uh, I think now, now I would. <laughs> Obviously, I think, there was bragging rights at the at, at that moment in time. Of but, course, yeah. But I just love. Obviously, victory is one important aspect, and winning is one important aspect of football. But also watching your national team play is, is, is there's nothing really better than that. Um, but also, I can just... Important, but yeah, I just, I just love watching them play. So I, w- I would be yeah. gassed if England went to the World Cup because I would have no stake nor interest then in the World Cup. Um, I would have everything well, I mean, from like, point of view. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, so I'm I have no, approaching I have no, it. I have no stake. I have an interest, obviously, but no stake. Of course, yeah. I agree. Um, obviously, I've... No one to support. Obviously, I'm a neutral in this World Cup now, but I'm supporting it from just a footballing aspect. And now it's you know in the World Cup, I'm like, I mean, just putting it in like a player context as well, being a player in that team, dude, like it's heart wrenching. Like it's you must be gutted being a player of such players of such high caliber and in such a historically uh, gifted World Cup team, won the World Cup four times. Like surely it means more than more than this to you. Surely it means more than than just a World Cup. It's it's the highest accolade that a player can ever ever receive to play to let let alone to win a World Cup, but just to play at a World Cup. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's, and, uh, yeah, it just should mean yeah. from a player point point of view, it should mean more. And uh, the boys, they didn't give. They didn't give it out on the pitch, unfortunately. They gave, I can see they gave it everything, but it, just that one lapse in consecration sent them out of the World Cup. And, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't even, uh, it wasn't even Macedonia. So. It wasn't even? It, Sorry, repeat that. So, it's not like, it's not like they got knocked out in the final round. They got knocked yeah. out for that in Macedonia. So. It's, yeah, um, yeah, it's that's even that's even worse. Yeah, it's even worse, and it was in the semi-final and of a playoff, um, playoff route. So yeah, a playoff that they shouldn't have been in in any case. They should have anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Deviating away from the actual inside track. Yeah, but no worries. I like to answer questions. Um, thanks for the question, Luca. Um. So we obviously saw C Group D, France, Denmark, Tunisia, and then the international intercontinental playoff there. Uh, France being reigning World Cup champions, we don't have to say much about them. They are on hot form. And uh, Denmark, I'm so excited to see that Denmark team in in action at the end of the year. Definitely, so, definitely a favorite and a dark horse and a favorite. 100%. They could cause major upsets. 
they could cause they could cause major upsets if they make the knock knockout stages, which I I truly think they will. They can cause major upsets. Um, group E, uh, we see a very very interesting group as well. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, or New Zealand. That's an also an intercontinental playoff. Uh, Germany and Japan. We all know where Japan came came last year in the World Cup. You know they played Belgium in the round of sixteen, and they 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 nearly you know made something out of it. Um, yeah, well, well, four years ago, not last year. Yeah, sorry, not last year. Sorry, four years ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen in Russia, Spain and Germany in the same group. Yo, that's going to be an amazing fixture to watch. Obviously, powerhouses of the game, both have. Uh, Shared that podium, um, not shared, but um, been on that podium. And it's finally oh. the next generation of Spanish players now. Um, it is. I think wow. the, Ger- the German squad. The German squad is still. Uh, it's, it's got still got some uh, good experience in there, whereas the Spanish yes. squad is, is now well and truly the next generation. Dude, it's it's actually scary. Like. And the talent of these youngsters, I can't actually put into like words how good they are because they are that good. Pedri, Gavi, just to name a few. There's, and then there's yeah. Ferran Torres, all Barcelona players, man. Yeah, uh, that's what, and Barcelona have uh, obviously Xavi as a coach. They, they, <laughs> they would just be getting better all the way until November, December. They have one of the dude. best, like football minds currently in the game they um, are the, the masterminds so, of the game yeah so dude yeah Spain under um, Luis Enrique's management they're going to be looking good I think they could definitely top that group eh? and Germany second I think Germany a uh, bit of a transitional period for, for Germany under Hansi Flick um, obviously, he's such a decorated manager now, um, winning winning trebles with 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 Bayern Munich and molding that team into a dangerous looking side, and obviously replacing Joachim Löw after a disappointing European Championship in 2020 or last year in 2021. So it's yeah. kind of a transitional period for them. It's also um, I know you mentioned. Uh, the, the transitional period, but it, it's it's something to remember that international football is different to club football. So managerial styles sometimes just don't suit inter- international football. Um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works out. But it's mm. it needs to be said that not it doesn't always directly translate. Um, a, a club manager doesn't always directly translate to a good international manager. I have to. I I tend to agree. Um, just, uh, but I also, you know, look, but looking a bit deep into it, I'm thinking, you know, I feel Hansi Flick's managerial tactics can be translated very easily and smoothly into from club to international international stage. Like we've seen it in their their qualifiers, their their friendlies, you know. And he's doing the right thing, you know. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see who he actually starts um, at in their defence, 
um, and what formation he's going to use. Because recently he's been chopping and changing from a four at the back to a three at the back. Um, and it's interesting the way he's approaching um, his his tactics. Yeah, I don't know too much about the tactics of the team. Uh, I'll have to do some research on it, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, those yeah. are just like the face value tactics that I'm running off of. You know, we can only take various um, footballing, our footballing knowledge and kind of interpret it um, at face value. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. All good. Should we go and, on to the uh, next group? Next group, yeah. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. So Belgium and Croatia, obviously, very, very, very much eased into the World Cup. Um, and a very cool and nice addition to the World Cup is Canada. Yeah. Yeah, with a few promising players as well. Yes, sir. Um, their, their striker, uh, Carl Laren, 13 goals in the CONCACAF uh, um, qualifiers. Wow. That is some seriously good That's um, performances insane. from him. It was like 13 goals in like 10 games, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, the, it's, it's pretty infrequent that a, um, a, a, a footballer in an international stage has more goals to games. Um, yeah, yeah. Clear goal. yeah. Um, Canada also having some great youngsters in, in the likes of Alfonso Davies of Bayern Munich and uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Jonathan David of yeah. Lost Lille in France. Yeah. Also some promising players as well. I mean, yeah. like in the last couple of qualifiers, Alfonso Davies wasn't even playing in their qualifiers and they, they managed to qualify. They managed to top the group. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, Belgium being, yet again, one of the favourites. Um, hopefully, we see more from them this World hopefully, Cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they are a team that has, for the mm. last, I would say, eight years, had one of the best squads. Always, They've always had one of the top three or four squads. Um, and now I think it's time for them to actually show what's what's there about. I agree. Um, obviously, we th- we saw when all their top players now were youngsters, they were all around hovering around the same age. De Bruyne, Hazard, or Thorgan Hazard, Eden Hazard, all of very similar age right now. And we saw them as youngsters back in the day, and we were, we were like, wow, this team is going to be the best team in the world. Um, and now we see them riding in second second uh, World Cup rankings, but not quite getting the silverware over the years, you know. Um, you know, bowing out semi-final, quarter-final stages, not really getting there, not making a final of a major tournament, which is disappointing with the quality that they have. They were my favourites for the previous World Cup. Uh, obviously, I was um, but they were, they were my, they were my, um, they would be my guess. They did, they did finish third, um, which is a, it's, it's an achievement, man. It's, it's, 
Imagine finish th- finishing third as a, at a World Cup. But, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I can tell you this for free, that those players do not want third. They want first. And they yeah. had the ability to get us. Just exactly. Do. Yeah, you, you, as being a top team, namely Spain, Germany, Belgium, England, Argentina, France, Portugal, you want to be number one all the time. So, I'm not surprised. You know, third place, I'm not, I'm not surprised why you say that because third place, you know, people and pundits and people who talk about football don't really look back at the third place finishers and be like, oh, they finished third. They, they look at the World Cup winners. <laughs> so, Justin, you there, mate? You're having difficulty there. We've had some technical difficulties. Justin, unfortunately, I cannot hear Justin for some reason. Are you sure? Okay. Interesting. Um, Okay, I heard you for a glimpse there. Yeah, I've I've been my my speaker says it's fine the whole time. Oh, I just couldn't. It was muffling on my on my side of things. I couldn't. Weird. I couldn't hear you. Were Very you blocking sure. the the mic? Nope, nope, nope. I've, Are you holding nope. your phone? No, it's 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 laid down. It's laid down. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, it's it kept on like muffling sometimes. Even early in the in the episode, it was muffling. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure the reason for that. Interesting. I wonder wonder what it'll be like in the recording. Um I'll have to go look look back on that. Yeah. Um, Guess we'll find out. Might as well move on though, because Yeah, <laughs> move on. So we got the final two groups. Group G, we're seeing Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. And then in group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Can, we can tackle these these groups as a whole. But a nice little little fact to, to spit about uh, uh, Brazil. Funky factoid. Remember we had those little segments. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Give me your factoid. Give me <laughs> give me the factoid, Paulo. Um, yeah. So Brazil is the only country in history to qualify for every single World Cup. Yeah, isn't it like 22 World Cups now that they qualify or something like that? I don't know how many finals there's been, but probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember seeing that England have only qualified like 16, um, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's Yeah, I think very, it's 22. I think you're right. I think it's 22 they've qualified for. Yeah. Right. Dude, that is insane. And now they are top of the FIFA World Cup rankings. Number one. Brazil. Number one. Yeah. I don't think Dude, I, I just, just think they're favourites though. For some reason, it, they just I know. they just don't seem like favourites to me. And uh, they are serial underperformers when it comes to yeah. the international level in recent years. Totally agreed. There I get the same feelings. Uh, just looking back at previous World Cups, they've literally come nowhere. Like where they haven't got to any semi final. Like 
I can't remember them getting to semi-finals. May, maybe 2014, but when they lost yeah. 7-1 to Germany. Yeah. But still, like... <laughs> that, 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 that 7-1 defeat, honestly, just kind of... Yeah. It, uh, it takes away from the achievement of getting to the semi-finals. We might as well just gone out in the quarters and not played the game against Germany. <laughs> Dude, imagine losing 7-1 at a World Cup. In Brazil, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, and then they were host nations. <laughs> yeah. no way, so bro. Like David I, Luiz, I, bro, David Luiz. Oh, shocking! I, I, my heart still sinks looking back on it. I remember watching the game, and dude, Kadira was in on the goals. Kadira, Muller bagged a couple goals. Ozil bagged a couple goals. Sure, that was there. Didn't Sammy Kadira score a screamer as well? As in, like, it wasn't just like an average goal, it was a screamer. I'm sure he scored, he scored, I think he scored a tap-in and a screamer. Okay. But, bro, like, Sammy Kadira, your CDM, your holding midfielder, your anchor, is getting in the box yeah. and ripping <laughs> you to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was a boy. Obviously, player Germany as well. went on to win that World Cup. Yeah. As we yeah, all know. Yeah. So yeah, Brazil, serial underperformers. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too optimistic for Brazil in my eyes. Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Who do you think is going to take that second place there in Group G? Probably uh, Switzerland. May yeah, I think Switzerland have a good chance of taking it. I can't really see Cameroon competing for those two ones with you. Uh, yeah. It's between Serbia and Switzerland, but I think Switzerland might edge it. Yeah. Although, wait, no, no, wait, 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 no, wait, 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 uh, one <laughs> second. Dude, the Serbian team is actually quite, quite good. Dude, let me just, let me just throw something out there. Dusan Vlahovic, yeah, he is going right, to right. be a top scorer in this World Cup, I can tell you that much. He's going to, he's going to bag a couple goals. Yeah, they, their team is actually, like, very, very wrong, good. Dude, like, it it's going to be, very, it, very good. yeah, it's quite, in my eyes, it's quite unpredictable for that second spot because Serbia and Switzerland, in nature, are very all-round teams. I've, they've got a very similar, uh, like, sort of squad depth. I, I take it back, to be honest with you. I take it back. Um, I think Serbia will grab that spot. I mean, just, not even just Vlahovic, but Tadic, uh, Milinkovic-Savic, Mitrovic. Yeah. Um. All, all of them, uh, uh, are really incredible players. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say Milinkovic Savic is incredible, but he's a good player. I wouldn't say Mitrovic is incredible; he's a good player. But Tadic and uh, Kostic and uh, yeah, and Vlaovic are all very, very, very good players. No, no, extremely experienced as well in Tadic and Kostic, as well as Milinkovic yeah. Savic. And uh, Alexander Mitrovic. Obviously, we can see we see Mitrovic breaking records in the championship, but does that really mean much? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a record that was held by Ivan Tony, who's now scored like a couple goals in the Prem. I mean, more as of recently, but uh, throughout the season, he hasn't been incredibly good. He was mm, been all right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, comparing to Switzerland, it's you've got players like Xhaka. You've got players like Jordan Shakiri, um, Harris Seferovic, um, Jan Sommer, their rock and goal. Remember him at the 
against France in the penalty shootout where they won that in the Euros. Yeah, of course. Some great players, man. Manuel and Ka- Manuel Kanji for Dortmund. Um, Ricardo Rodriguez, Kevin and Babu. Um, decent players, man. Like yeah, you know, all round they would ve- they've all round. I'm saying they're very similar in stature to Serbia, so it could be a crazy match up there and uh, yeah, a battle for that second spot. No, they do. They do have a very good team. I think obviously oh. Shakiri's been there for a long while. Jack has been there for. Good few years, but then Stefan and Rodriguez, two quality yeah. players, um, yeah. and yeah, and I think that they uh, they can definitely give Serbia a run for their money. But I take back what I said earlier, and I do think yeah. that Serbia will take that spot. And just to mention, we don't want our any any people who are who are listening from America. We don't want uh, Stefan to get mixed up with Zach Stefan of Manchester City and the USA. <laughs> Uh, he no, is in no, fact no. a goalkeeper for the USA, not. There's a there's a different Stefan for Switzerland. He's yeah. like a right. He's a right midfielder. Uh, he plays for Wolfsburg. So yeah. just to clarify Renato, that, and not to get mixed up. Renato Stefan, yeah, yeah, rapid yeah. player. I've heard he's he's a very rapid player. Well, he normally plays on the right. And he's left footed, so I just I just love mm. the combination. Nice little inverted winger. I love it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> know when you know when a you know when a right wing has a left foot, they're going to be a bit lethal. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, bro, I mean, he hasn't, scored, he hasn't the... scored any goals this season, but, um, <laughs> but like, he's, he's still a good player. Yeah. No, well, I'm keen to see how Switzerland and, and Serbia do. So on to the yeah. on to the final, the 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 last and final group, uh, Group H, um, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. I actually think this group could be the group of death. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Like it's that's a pretty big claim. I mean, a, I, don't, I don't, I don't think it can be called. <laughs> I don't think it can be called the group of death. Simply because can, you know, Spain and Germany are in the in, are in the same thing, and then mm. Japan and Costa Rica, or I, I, I assume it will be Costa Rica. Um, mm. Whereas the only other team here is well, Portugal and Uruguay will obviously I think be the favourites and then Ghana is the next best option in South Korea and I don't think that Ghana South Korea will ever be able to progress further in the competition I mean, if bro, they like, get through the first round just, just looking at these teams and just looking back you know they are very much okay maybe not the group of death okay but they are teams that have caused major upsets at World Cup in at World Cups and in major tournaments yeah, like, I mean, Ghana is obviously the best side in the last couple of World Cups. Yeah, that Ghana-Uruguay match from 20, 2010 just gives oh, us throwbacks, bro. That's, like, that's Luis Suarez. I know, proper PTSD for all African African people, bro. Like, including yeah. us, bro. Like, we were backing Ghana to go to the semis. They were the final African team in that 2010 World Cup. And, uh, man... Asamo Gion... Like, absolutely blasted over the bar. Yeah, after Luis Suarez handball, red card as well. I hated Luis Suarez from that day. That's the yeah. day I started and to he hate. Cele- he celebrated in front of the fans as well. Bro, the he? Cheek. He and then he, then he uh, proceeded to, uh, in the couple seasons after that, bite Branislav Ivanovic in the, in, on the wrist and bite Giorgio Chiellini on the, on the back in the World Cup. Racially abused Patrice Evra. 
Yeah, as well. That's that that was that was shit housery as well. Cheapers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so like it just brings me back, you know, all these teams, South Korea as well to the last World Cup, uh, upsetting Germany. It all brings me back, and Ronaldo back at the in the World Cup for his fifth time. That's, you know, it yeah. completes it completes my footballing dreams. Ronaldo and Messi at another World Cup. I just want them to live and play forever. Yeah, I, isn't it technically possible for Portugal and Argentina to get to the final uh, without playing each other? I don't know. But yeah, you, you obviously saw that like Instagram post by like Sport Bible saying this uh, having the Argentina and Portugal flag World Cup final. This should break everyone's heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. It literally would because like after after. I can't hear Justin. Yeah, you broke yeah, up there for a second. Yeah, I was just saying uh, the the segregation between the rest of the world would just be unparalleled. Like everyone would just like all the Messi fans and all the Ronaldo fans would just be on one side and they'll just hate each other. Yeah, but um, I don't mind that. Uh, I would love to see the, <laughs> the two the two old boys. Yeah, cool. Give it one last go. Yeah, literally. That's that's one way to sum it up. Um, yeah. A swan song. And that for me, that for me kind of wraps up the whole the whole episode. It went so quickly, man, and it was we we're gonna see some cr- crazy matchups. Um, hopefully, we see a little little Portugal Argentina Messi versus Ronaldo matchup. I'm very much counting on that. Um, and, you know, very, very excited to see many dark horses grace the World Cup. Denmark, um, the likes of, uh, I would say, Netherlands, Mexico, um, Poland, even, uh, there's Uruguay. There's, these, these, all these teams are, can have a shot in, in upsetting yeah. major, big, big teams. Like the big, like the big six we call them, say Spain, Germany, Belgium, Portugal, Argentina, Brazil. Um, yeah. Yeah, the big six. So very excited for what's to come and give us your last thoughts, Justin. Um, my final thoughts are that it's going to be probably one of the most competitive World Cups because we're seeing teams like Italy underperform and get knocked out. We're seeing teams like Denmark thrive and surprise everyone. And at this point, we can't we can't pick because the European champions aren't even in the um, yeah in the mix. Um, and it's it just shows the unpredictability of this year. Um, so. I think it is going to be one of the best World Cups there has been for a while. I agree. I think since 2010, to be honest. 
Yeah. Not, not to be biased or anything. But you are definitely biased. I think, but yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> you know. It's I agree okay, with you. Like, you know, the unpredictability, the, un- the unpredictability of it, of football nowadays, is ever present. And uh, what what much can you say? You know, we just take it as it comes, and you know, it's gonna come in in very quickly, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it, and hopefully we can watch it together at some point. If I'm not there, I'll, uh, I'll if I'm not hopefully, there, I'll be. If I'm not, I'm not, if I'm not yeah. at the World Cup, I'll be at home. So I'll be. Oh, going if, you, if you're not in Qatar, <laughs> I might go, bro. I might go to Qatar. Oh shit, that's yeah. sick. I'm thinking about it. Enjoy the heat, Qatar. though. Huh? Enjoy the heat, eh? Um. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I need the heat. I've been in the cold for far too long in the UK. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Jeez. I mean, you you not even you just over a month there, and you're already complaining. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's freezing outside. Yeah. Shit. Well, thanks, Justin. I really appreciate you always coming onto the podcast. And from here, we're just going to keep building. You know, every week, every Sunday, I would say that's the best time for us um, yeah. to do the podcast. Stay tuned, everyone, for some more special guests, uh, for some more deep and enthralling chats and dissecting Big, big competitions within the footballing space. It's going to be a journey and it's going to be um, an amazing ride with all of you. Um, I thank you, Justin, for being my co-host and for, for hopping on the podcast here today. Buddy, uh, episode one episode one was successful and I'm just uh, glad glad we're doing this now. Um, you thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who uh, listened, who who jumped in on the live. Thanks to my brother who jumped in on the live. And uh, we'll see you next time.